Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is Chief Godzillaologist and maybe personal trash man this week, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, buddy. I'm the trash man. Yeah. Okay, so this is the our 11th episode um, we are, we are almost done with the, sh- with the, uh, with the Showa era, which I can't even believe, uh, I'm about to say, because now we're getting into more familiar territory for me. Uh, I don't know about you, Tyler, but... Uh, when it comes to goofy shit that I recognize, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, so this is, so, I won't lie, uh, we've had some duds, or some not good, or some not, not full-fulfilling movies, the past couple of times. We've had thrilling highs, dangerous lows, and creamy middles, to say the least. Yeah, uh, but today we are now talking about possibly the weirdest Godzilla movie, not just of the Showa era, but like of all time, um, having seen a lot of them now. Uh, today we are discussing Godzilla versus Hedera, or as it's known in America, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Oh boy. So, yeah, let's go over the rundown. This is not directed by um, Ishiro Honda uh, for a change. He's taking a break. This is directed by Yoshimitsu Bano. Produced Yoshimitsu by Yoshimitsu Tommy... from Tekken? No, not that. Not that, no. Uh, who knows? He might be. He lived a long time. Probably uh, maybe... bounces around on a katana pogo stick. Yeah, that would be an interesting di- uh, director. Uh, produced by Tomiyuki Tanaka, written by Yoshimitsu Bano, so he co-wrote the story, with Takeshi Kimura, so two new faces uh, to writing Godzilla, because normally it's uh, Shinji Shikawa who's been writing mostly, so that's definitely a change. Uh, starring Akira Yamuchi, Toshi Kimura, Hiroyuki uh, Kawasawi, Keiko Mari, and Toshibo, uh, Toshioshiba. Music by Richiro Manabe. Uh, this was released July 24th, 1971, with a runtime of 85 minutes and a box office of 300 million yen. So, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. Uh, we should probably start with the obvious. Uh, there's one question that uh, has been lingering in my mind. Uh, which PSA are we advocating today? The dangers of pollution or saying no to drugs? I don't know, man. So, I say let's tackle the pollution aspect of it because, like, that's the more prominent one. But let's let's get the general thing out of the way. This is the. It's. I'm not joking when I say this. Uh, Tyler, have you have you seen this movie before? I've only seen bits and pieces, and I know of the memes. Right. Yeah. This is the. Just. I'm just gonna barely just get to right into the chase here. If you've seen Godzilla fly with his tail, this is where that movie's from. Uh, nah, no. man, he flies with his atomic breath. It was atomic, my bad. He flies with his atomic breath, holding his tail. Um, and uh, fun fact, I thought I had missed it because I thought, like, oh, did I look away? Like, no, because I like yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, so you may have already seen bits and pieces of this movie, but this whole movie is strange. Um, but the overall theme of this message is pollution is bad. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and they shove it down your throat as early as the opening credits crawl with the theme song Save the Earth, which plays a few times during the film. Right, which I will say, 
proof that Jaff is sometimes like if you read the lyrics, the, at points they're literally reading el, like mineral like elements and minerals, and like that sounds much better in Japanese than it would in English. I guarantee. Hell yeah, it, it does. Um, it's a real, it's actually a real catchy song. Um, I found myself singing it several times. But the theme is pollution. The movie overall, whether it's the smog itself or just overcast. They do pretty much almost like I want to say what eighty percent of the movie is either in darkness, overcast skies. It's real, like it's it's a dark looking movie, but it's not like a uh, grim dark like Godzilla, like Gojira is. But it has that layer of darkness to it uh, in terms of its color. Yeah, I, I noticed that at points too, and it made me question uh, since this is the point of Godzilla's career when it was catering more towards kids. Like, what direction is this movie trying to go? Is yeah, it, it trying to be for kids? Is it trying not to be? I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, especially when we talk about hetero, which we'll get into momentarily. But, like, and and at the time, again, it was the 70s where you have, like, and we don't really have knowledge of Japanese culture in the 70s. You kind of get a sneak peek here. Uh, doesn't seem that different from American culture in terms of, you know, young kids at the disco and partying and hippies. Um, but, like, you know, the idea of you know, uh, of machinery, love over machines, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And how in the seventies, like people started taking more notice of like, Hey, all the gases in the fucking sky, they're kind of fucking up our mother earth. Like, like, can we chill? And I, I think this movie was an attempt to get kids to understand the ram, uh, the ramifications and shit, we're still dealing with it now of pollution is terrible. I mean, there are multiple shots of, garbage in the sea and just like dirty sludge everywhere there's a point where like this is the weirdest part because it never is explained where they're like they're on like a it cuts to like people on like a screen and like each kind of has like brady bunch style and then in one of the screens there's a baby in sludge and I and oh, I didn't notice that part. You didn't oh, notice shit. that? Like I was like, yeah. And he's in like they, they they occasionally like they'll replicate like you know stop pollution, stop pollution, all this stuff. And like you'll just see the baby there. I'm like, can somebody save the baby? So yeah, like, there was so much sensory overload in that scene that I barely even noticed. Yeah, maybe I don't. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. The movie is sensory overlord. Um, sensory overlord. Yeah, <laughs> overloading. Whatever. <laughs> um. But I think I don't. I can't tell, and I have to. Re, I want to rewatch it again. I can't tell if I like this movie because the set past couple movies have been duds or not as interesting, and this one just felt original and unique and different. That you know maybe it's not good in its own merits, and maybe it's just a shot in the arm that Godzilla needed to continue into the seventies. I don't know. Like. It's weird enough that it's interesting, and that's more than I can say for All Monsters Attack, for sure. Right, yeah. Like, All Monsters Attack has some surreal moments, but I feel like the surreal moments in here, there's enough of a counterbalance to Godzilla do actually doing shit, because um, this is the most He's Godzilla actually movie. there for a change, he's not yeah, just he's a dream. Yeah, he's there for a lot of the movie, which we'll get into later, but like, there's it, it, it's, it balances itself out, because you have the absurdity... And, you know, the message of pollution, uh, or anti-pollution, um, versus, hey, here's Godzilla coming to, rec- coming to save, the, save the day. Um, but I, I think, 
I want to say like if a like a ten year old kid saw this, like a ten year old me, maybe ten year old you saw this, you'd be like, yeah, pollution's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I would probably agree, or I probably would just pay more attention to the Godzilla stuff because I was a dumb kid. Probably that 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 that's a side effect. Maybe a, maybe a smart fourteen year old, you know, maybe a little more self aware. I'm like, oh, and fun fact: there's a huge. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, just, if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know, but in the Pacific Ocean right now, there's a whole plastic island that's the size of Texas because people just throw plastic in the ocean because fuck our environment, you know? Humans suck. Yeah, you know? Um, so, I, th- and, and, and this is the first Godzilla movie in quite some time to have, like, a message. To, and, and it's not necessarily against Godzilla, but it's using another monster to be like this is he is the symbolism of this grave threat because pollution is a grave threat. Damaging to our environment is a threat that we still very much live with to this day. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm definitely not smart enough to talk about that kind of stuff. That's no, for sure. no, no, no. We're not going to discuss that. But I think it's safe to say that both of us are both anti-pollution, and you know, fuck anybody who like are just deniers on that. But. So, I don't want to talk about hetero just yet, because I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> we should talk about uh, the leading cast first. Yeah, so let's talk about leading cast. Um, we have, I would say, they're serviceable. Yeah. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're particularly great. Although, I think the doctor, um, who I believe that's... Uh, uh, Played by Akira Yamuchi. I think he's particularly good. Um, even though he's mostly there for like exposition stuff like that. I think he... Yeah, Dr. Dad is just there to be the scientist. And yeah. he, does an ex- he does a good job. Yeah, he, does a- he-, he plays his role well. We do have a child again. Um, who's played by uh, Hiroyuki Kawa- uh, Kawasawa. He plays uh, Ken Yano. Um, who I definitely... Like, he's in the movie... But I found him way more tolerable than the child from the from the from the last movie, because he's less prevalent, right? That yeah, that too. And when he's the, I mean, like he, it's weird because the weird thing about him is that he he has telepathic messages with Godzilla. Yeah, like he fucks up with that. That and and I, that I'm fully is a Gamera thing. Like they saw Gamera do that. I'm like, we have to do that now too. Like that—that's the only thing I I can conceive of, um, but like it's it's just because it's never been this like this is the first time, really, where Godzilla is coming to like besides Godzilla versus uh, Kidora three headed monster, but even he did that reluctantly. This time he's coming willingly to fight against this evil monster on humanity's behalf. Even then, they don't even pull their weight as much when the time comes. No, no, not at all. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't think they're bad. Uh, I think, um, like, I feel like there was something with uh, uh, Miki Fujiyunoma, who, uh, who's the singer uh, for, uh, for, the, for the main song. What was the main song called again? I'm sorry. Save the Earth. Save the Earth. She's, she's the vocalist. And I feel like they, like, maybe there was something there, but she's kind of just kind of the love interest but she's kind of like there's no she's just eye candy for the dads to oogle on yeah there's there's like if you're if there's no character depth there's no 
like deep exposition or not, not exposition. There's no like character moments. Is they're kind of just there, um, but they don't get in the way, and I think that's a good thing. They also have their fair share of weird moments, like the like the scene where uh, the the uncle guy uh, gets wasted in the bar, and he uh, just sees all these people with fish heads. Yeah, I think that that's Toshi. That's uh, Toshiyano. Um, yeah, like so, and that's weird because I remember seeing clips of that, and like all of us, he's just in a in a club, you know, like in the seventies. So there's like psychedelic lights, and they're singing, uh, they're singing the, the theme song. And, like, all of a sudden, like, it's already psychedelic enough you have the lights and everything. And then for some reason, like, like Tyler said, they have fish heads. For no reason. It's like, why? Like, he's <laughs> probably super high off his ass. Probably. Like, that's the only more... explanation I could think of. Yeah. It's it's just, it, that's possibly the most bizarre human film. Human part of the movie. But, oh, go ahead, Tyler. I think you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say that this is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this film's strangeness. Yeah. You want to talk about how, like, humanity literally gets fucked over in this movie? How, like, we you see death? Like, you actually see death? Oh, yeah, when uh, Hedera comes along and uh, shit's everywhere. Uh, all, all the people just... They don't just die. Their fucking skin melts off and you see nothing but bones. It's crazy, like... This is, what, this is what makes this movie puzzling because they were definitely aiming towards kid-friendly with the past two films. That's going to scare a kid to death if you see that shit. If I saw that shit when I was like 8 or 9, 10, I would have been scared shitless. And it's probably why it didn't get a huge American release when it did. Or it's probably heavily edited. I, 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 I can only assume. I can only assume they kept in the scene where uh, that cat got soaked in goop. That was so, oh my god, that was so sad. I kept, for like, I kept saying that poor kitty. Yeah, poor kitty. Yeah, like, like they're in the club, like, the Hedera Sludge, which you're going to see it a lot in this movie. Hedera's fart juice is, <laughs> is literally screak, like, creak, like, leaking down the stairs into the club. And then you just see this tiny kitten just, meow, just like... I'm like, who in the production team thought that was okay to take this poor little cat and put shit all over? It's not literal shit. It's probably like some kind of like coding or something, or like I don't know how to describe it. Um, God, I hope so. Yeah, but like even in the cat, probably felt uncomfortable. I'm like, don't that that didn't need to be there. Me well, at least it's not a cat skeleton. That would have been way more fucked up. No, that also would have been fucked up, but. Like, yeah, uh, this movie spares no expense against humanity. Like, they tell you a death count. They tell you, they show you people, like, decomposing in the middle of the street. At at one point, and I think it's Hedder's first, like, when he first officially shows up, his sludge gets thrown into a window, and these guys are playing poker. You cut back, they're just skeletons. Like, holy shit, man. What the flying, what's going on? Yeah, they really went all out when it comes to uh, the human deaths this time around. We didn't even get anything that graphic in the original films. No, not at all. Um, and I, f- I feel like um, Yoshimitsu uh, Bano, I, th- I feel like he was trying to put his stamp on Godzilla. I think it worked, man. Like, if he Yeah, was... it, it works in that expense, but uh, at the same time, uh, his style is so experimental that... Uh, several of the more artsy-fartsy parts of the film kind of uh, go against it. Yeah, so let's get into that part next. So the human cast is serviceable. They're not great. 
You're probably not going to remember them except for the kid. But the, the kid does the good part is they don't get in the way. I think that's the best. I think that's the best we can ask for a Godzilla human cast is they don't get in the way. They they do their roles, and if we get good character moments, great. But as long as otherwise, not- let them fight. Exactly, let them fight. Oh, thank you, Doctor Zerizawa. Um, let's talk about those animated sequences because that's also a bizarre moment of the movie. Fucking Monty Python animations here. Yeah, like, and they're like kind of nightmarish. Um. Like, the one I remember is, like, you have the factory, it starts out small, and any time a little grass spoots out, chomp, another one, chomp, chomp, and it grows bigger, and, like, that shit, I kept getting reminded of Fern Gully when I was watching those sequences. Oh my god, with Smoke Tim Curry. Yeah, oh, that movie is fantastic, by the way. Um, love that movie. It's not on Disney+, Plus. oddly enough. I hate it. That's weird. Yeah, the second one is, but not the first one. Um... But yeah, like, because this never come. I know for a fact, these kind of sequences do not come back in another Godzilla movie. So, I have to wonder, like, wh- I, like what was the thought process of uh, Tomi Tanaka saying, like, yeah, that's okay, let's do this. Like, I imagine that uh, since this is the beginning in the 70s, they were trying to try their hand with uh, 70s exploitation film tactics. That was my thought process going into this. I can definitely see that trying to, you know, op- like, 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 I think the, I think the whole, I think you can boil down this movie into one word, and it's called experimental. I think, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, it's, it's experimental meets tradition, and uh, I want to say it's good, but I don't know if it is or not. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's really weird. Like, like they're they're not they're cr- and, and and when I say crude, I don't mean they're bad, but like they're not like fine drawings. They're like 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 a kid. They look like a kid drew them, of se- sequences like of Hedera taking over and like I said, the factory destroying the plants anytime it opens up. Those are the two that I distinctly remember. Uh, the one I distinctly remember is the one near the end where uh, all those people are wearing their anti-Hedera masks. Oh, like, yeah. even in the 70s, they were like, wear your fucking masks. Exactly. You know, I guarantee you, most, if Hetero was actually a thing, people would still fight. I want to wear fucking masks. Fuck that monster. And then he <laughs> immediately die by choking on Hetero's smog. Um, so let me let me ask you this, Tyler. This I think this is the important question. Do you think they help or hurt the movie? Um, I think the experimentation kind of hurts the movie for the most part. Like, all this experimentation... Uh, for in a Godzilla film is distracting at points. Like I come in to see Godzilla wreck stuff, right? Right. Like when I see all this weird shit happening on the screen and it's like, this is the most not Godzilla I've seen in a film yet. Like it's, it's just too distracting for my taste. I get you. I, I think personally, I think, I don't know if it helped or hurt. I think it might've, I think it might, I think it might've helped me personally because every Godzilla movie before, not every single one, but it, the formula was starting to be there a little bit, you know. Maybe it, maybe it a little weird, but like Godzilla shows up, he smashes shit, destroys the monster, and while that does happen in this movie, I like those sequences because it was different and it was trying something new, and it wasn't trying to go the same, you know, beaten path. I'm that kind of person. Does that mean it was good? I don't know. I. I in my opinion, it's good, but 
obviously, just a little foresh- foreshadowing to the future, they don't ever do this again. So obviously, they thought it didn't. They didn't want to do that anymore. It was just a one one note thing. Yeah, I can see that. Um. So yeah. So let's talk about. Godzilla himself before we talk about the titular monster. Because I want to save Hedera for last. I really want okay. to save Hedera for last. Because Can we talk I, about his entrance first? Who? Godzilla's? Yeah, Godzilla's. Oh my god. How about the music that accompanies him every single time? That's the best part. Yeah, so instead of getting, you know, dun dun dun, you know, the, the traditional Akira Fuka bass uh, uh, music, uh, this time, like I said, we got Yoichi Minota. I swear to God, it's like it's so weird. I think that's the, I think that's the only weird decision I don't like about this movie. Like this is the film where it's like uh, officially Godzilla is the hero of this film. This is his WWE entrance music uh, where he comes introduces himself as the baby face. Right, exactly, and and it's like this like long. Trom- it's like a. I think I'm pretty sure it's a trombone. And it's then the drum. Play. I'm like, this is goofy as shit. It's like, like it kind of takes away the teeth of Godzilla because it feels like he's like a bumbling idiot stumbling into the battlefield. Like, oh, I'm Godzilla. I'm, I'm gonna fight this smog monster. Like someone's following him around with a tuba. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. And I don't know why they would do that. Like. Maybe, you know, obviously, maybe you don't want to ape uh, Kira Fukube and do the same beats. And again, this whole movie is about uh, promotion of anti-pollution and doing something different with Godzilla. I don't feel like it works. But I feel like Godzilla himself in this movie, I think it's his, it's the best appearance we've had of him yet. And it's also the most we've had of him since, what, Ghidorah, since Invasion of Astro Monster, maybe? Yeah, I want to say that. Yeah, because obviously Destroy All Monsters, it's an ensemble movie. You know, I mean, like, we saw him, well, okay, that's not true. Probably uh, Son of Godzilla would be the most one we saw prominently. Yeah. So, uh, but, like, in terms of, like, an actual versus another monster fight, uh, I would say at least Invasion of Astro Monster. Uh, But I think he, I think this is the movie, even though I just said that the music kind of takes his teeth away, but once he starts fighting and starts defending, like that's like yeah, that's that's Godzilla. That's the Godzilla I know. Oh yeah, he even does his uh, cocky poses uh, just to throw Header off his game again, going for the whole wrestler motif. Yeah, uh, he fucking arm 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 drags Header so many times. It's great. Um, so yeah, now you're starting to see more. Like he's definitely fully taking on the superhero mantle. Uh, of of hero of hero. Ken literally calls him Superman in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and he has that should give you an dolls. idea. Yeah, he has super. He has he has two Godzilla dolls. I'm so jealous. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall Godzilla in this movie is is a return to out of all the things they changed, they didn't change Godzilla, and I think that's what holds this movie together is is his performance. Oh yeah, Godzilla is great in this film. Um, and, and, and I will say this, getting a little bit into the fight, in most of the time, Godzilla's, like, dominant, right? You know, or, like, like, you look at his fight with King Kong, it was pretty much a one, almost a one-sided fight with King Kong having been the underdog. 
Mothra. That was the first time we actually saw him get like not deal with something like heavy handed. But even with Ghidorah, he had help. Hedera gives him trouble in this movie. Oh yeah, because he's technically incorporeal. Yeah, uh, and like I said, we'll get into the fights more. But I like that we saw Godzilla struggle. Like it gives it like without like as much as you can give like an animal personality. Like it, it, it makes it's like it's like when you're watching uh, like a sports anime, or like in in like the hero like they're down and they're out. It looks like they're out, but when he, the, when he makes his comeback, you cheer because he's overcoming the odds. And I love that they put him in that situation with this movie. Oh yeah, and it's not gonna stop, folks. It's gonna keep happening for going forward. Get used to it. Um, get used to Godzilla seeing Godzilla come over the odds again and again. It just happens. Um. But I think this is his best performance yet, honestly. Oh, yeah. And this is definitely one of his uh, more outlandish performances uh, when it comes to goofy moments. Yeah. As we have alluded before. Yeah, the, the, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase you down by breathing a ton of breath and just flying at you. Uh, which I... <laughs> it's so dumb. I love it, it. It's so dumb. But, like, it's also awesome at the same time. Uh, so let's talk about Hedera. Uh, I want to know about this. Is do you is is Hedera? Hedera's got to be the most unique monster in in Godzilla's pantheon, right? Oh yes, most definitely. Yeah, I I feel like as strange as this movie is, as weird as this movie is. I feel like the two monsters, Hedera and Godzilla, they hold it. They hold everything together. Oh, yeah. This is what you come to a Godzilla f- a movie for, for the monsters. And the monsters totally nail it. Right. And Hedera... Hedera is legit... Like, I don't know about you, Tyler. I, most Godzilla enemies I don't find scary. Like, we talked about this in episode zero. Um, you know, like, Gigan, maybe if you were a kid, just because, you know, the buzz on his chest... Uh, which he's next week, by the way. <laughs> um, oh boy! Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but like, you know, Mechagodzilla is like co- is cool more than scary, right? Um, and of course, like, you know, you get future incarnations in like the nineties, like where like okay, they get a little bit more intimidating, but nothing like Nightmare Fuel. Hedera is Nightmare Fuel incarnate. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he is legit terrifying if he was real. Yeah, like. So, and Hedera, I, at first I always assumed Hedera was, like, a sentient trash monster from Earth who gained sentience because of, like, radiation or something, because of all the pollution. No, he's from outer space. So he's a space monster. Oh, so just like King Ghidorah, huh? Yeah. Because uh, I, I was like, I, I, I thought, I assumed, that's what I assumed. And then in the movie they explain that Hedera hitched a ride on a comet and he crash landed on our Earth. And, of course, Earth is just killing itself with all the pollution as you see throughout the film. Uh, he's just like, oh, this is a perfect environment. Oh, this is made for me. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, as Tyler alluded to earlier, Hedera is corp- uh, corporeal. He has no physical... He technically doesn't have... Like, he does and he doesn't have a physical form. Like, it's strange, to say the least. Like, I call, when I was watching it, I call, oh my god, he's a sentient trash bag. Because that's literally what he is. Like, it's like if Oscar the Grouch became Cthulhu. Pretty much. And by the way, yeah, I can't imagine, what, like, 
maybe you might know Tyler. Was Cthulhu a thing by this? I mean, obviously Cthulhu was a thing because um, the books were written in the early nineteenth in the nineteenth century. But like in terms of like the imagery of Cthulhu, he had been around at this point, right? Like, I would assume so. I feel like they fucking saw that and they drew some inspiration from that. Or this is like Lovecraftian monster shit right here. So oh yeah, like Hedera is like 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 a floating trash bag, and that's not meant to be the disrespect. That's just because how like he's just tissue paper, but like he has one angular eye, like like oh, like like I, I don't know how to describe it. Technically, he has two. It depends on which form he has. He has multiple forms, by the way, um, which are all uniquely freaky and terrifying. Um, and then, like, in his final form, he enlarges his head. Like, it's... If they want... If the goal is to make a monster that would make you say, fuck pollution, this is it. It kind of his transformation throughout the movie kind of reminds me of uh, Diaboramon from the Digimon movie. If you've seen it, oh yeah, no, I remember like, Diaboramon. Like he starts out as like a tiny little uh, jellyfish squid, and then turns into the fucking devil that be- that launches a Y two K bomb. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and the crazy thing about Hedera is that it can transform at will. So like, and I fe- I the, I have a feeling that um, I have a feeling. That Bono, like, read Lovecraft shit and just, like, I want to do that, but Godzilla. So anybody who's wanting to see Godzilla versus Cthulhu, this is it right here. This is this is legit. He's fighting an entity that technically doesn't have a form and seemingly undefeatable. Um, he Godzilla wins, obviously, but, like, they, 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 I think this is their best, like, I honestly think Hedera is their best creation yet. Yeah, I agree. Like, on paper, when you hear Smog Monster, and, and, and you have to see the movie to understand it, because say, talking about it is one thing, but actually seeing him in action, seeing the way Hedera moves, and seeing, like, and like I said, the film is always shot in darkness, or there's overcast, so Hedera is always in shadow, you never really get a clear look at him. There's one shot when they're fighting over on Mount Fuji and like you see Hedera in the foreground coming towards some students and it's just it's creepy looking. It's legit creepy looking. Oh yeah, I'd be scared shitless if the, uh, that thing was coming towards me. Like, oh my god, I kind of want to see what they would do for the monsterverse if if Hedera was in the in the modern day monsterverse how they would do that. Dude, that'd be so good. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck, uh, screw doing, um, Gigan, bring this guy. They never bring him back. Hedera never comes back again. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because they, like I said, they, it was, this is too experimental for them, and they don't really want to associate with it. But, oh my god, um, like, though he has this weird eye beam thing that he does, like... He attacks he, by shitting on Godzilla. Yeah, he leaves sludge everywhere that's poisonous. Him flying over th- when he's in this flying form, it looks like a flying saucer. He literally poisons the air. Like there's a like uh the uh the doctor's wife is doing like some exercises with these students and as soon as Hedera flies over them, they're all on the ground choking. I'm like that's terrifying. That is legit. It's ho- it looks hokey now, but I think it's still creepy. Like all of a sudden you're fine, all of a sudden you can't breathe. Oh yeah, uh, 
this uh, Hedera does a fine job of making you feel tense. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get to next. My favorite part of this movie. So the, the and this is kind of, and we'll get like I said we'll get into the fights in a moment. But my favorite part of this movie is this when the uh, the scientist figures out how to stop Hedera. And that's by, like, charging, like, electricity so hard. So he, it basically gives him a physical form in a way. The, he, ha, he has help from the Japanese government to set up these two walls that can conduct electricity between them. My favorite part of the movie is Hedera seemingly defeats Godzilla, right? All hope is lost. It's down to the, Jap- to the, uh, the USDF. And, they, and like, Hedera kind of walks over the direction... And, like, the scientist is like, we, we need to distract him. We need to get his attention. Blink your lights. Um, and, of course, the tension is, well, they don't have power ready to charge the, to charge the weapon. And, you know, and so, like, all it is for, like, I don't want to say it's about five, ten minutes, is Hedera walks towards the cars. Do we have power? No. Cut back to Hedera. Walks closer. Do we have All I power? can think about during that scene is Hedera is distracted by pretty lights. Yes, pretty much. Uh, but like it's such a like it's so tense because Hedera could kill them. It could run away and cause more havoc. And then at the last moment, Godzilla comes in and fucking uses his atomic breath to ignite the uh, the, the I guess the electricity because that's fu- I guess that's how science works. And you know, seemingly stops Hedera at that moment. It's such a brilliant mo- uh, moment in the movie, honestly. Oh yeah, like it's incredibly tense. I uh. I love that scene. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I think we've said enough about Hedera. Like, I I think we could be here all day talking about its 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 praises, like its its uniqueness, its you know being able to change, like it changes forms at will, its creepy factor, like, oh my god, um, yeah, and, and you have to see it in action to understand what makes this monster unique. Uh, but as for the fights, and there's there's plenty of fights in this movie. Um, so the for, I kind of like the first one because um, Hedera isn't in his full form yet, but Godzilla still struggles with him a lot. Like he tries to punch him and it just uh, phases right through him, like punching water. Yeah, or like how I I alluded to that it was like. Um, uh, like punching a trash bag because he just he rips through it, but Hedera doesn't like cry out in pain. Hedera doesn't do anything. Hedera just kind of gets back into the fight. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and then to get like th- there's a brief encounter. Like I think the first fight kind of sets us. I think the first fight does a great job of, of establishing Hedera is no joke. It looks kind of stupid when you first see it, but it could like. The fact that it latches onto Godzilla so quick and Godzilla is on the ground writhing in pain, you know, from being choked out from the smog. Like, this this ain't no easy monster. Oh, yeah. This ain't no Mary Sue. Um, and the second one's kind of like a... I feel like that one's kind of like your filler fight. Like, this, they, they, put, they needed to extend the movie just a bit. So they put a fight sequence in there. I don't feel like there's anything to merit on. But... The final fight on Mount Fuji, or the mount on the side of Mount Fuji, that's the best part of the movie, I think. Hell yes, for various uh, reasons. Yeah, various reasons, including memes. But like, I think the whole fight is great. 
because Godzilla loses his eye for all his, for the fight at least, because um, Hedera sprays his atomic sludge on him and right on his eye, and I can only imagine that shit burns. That's the money shot right there. Yeah. Um, and and you can tell it burns because every time it touches Godzilla, he's it's like steaming off of him. It's like oh god, not to mention it probably smells. Ugh. Um. And then, like I said, and like there was a moment where like Hedera beat Godzilla down so bad that he was able to transform to his his flying form and carry his ass to the side of a mountain and drop him in a pit, and then proceeds to pour sludge his own sludge his fart juice into the pit to try to drown Godzilla to death. Oh my god, that scene! I am so glad none of that got in his mouth. Yeah, I was like, oh. Oh god! And like you, we had like the the rare Godzilla like in pain roar, like, you know, where it's like very high pitched. Um, it's literally it's, the Manila roar. Yeah, yeah, it's it. I mean, for all his purposes, Godzilla's probably thinking he's a child at that point. Um, like, oh my god! But I feel like the fights are are choreographed great. Like they, because under a wrong director or special effects supervisor, the fights could have been stupid. Because, like, again, he's fighting something that doesn't have, like, it's not like punching Ghidorah, you know? Like, it's it's different, but I they make it work. They make it where both monsters look strong and look unique, and they show off both, both of their powers. Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, one of the more uh, rare instances where both the monsters are cool. Yeah, um... For sure. So, uh, like I said, uh, so yeah, I, I would say these are the best fight. I, I would say this is the best fight since Astro Monster for sure. Where like that's not even a contest. Cause oh yeah, hands down. As, as enjoyable as seeing a giant claw, lobster having its claw ripped off, it's hilarious. The fights are kind of lackluster. This one, there's energy to it. Like I remember, like, like this is the first time since Astro Monster. Where I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. It's fight time. Let's fucking go. Like, cause even Destroy All Monsters didn't really give me that feeling. Cause it's kind of just like a, hey, let's <laughs> um, dog pile on Ghidorah in that movie. Uh, versus here, it's your true one on one kaiju fest, which we all lo- know and love. Yeah, it feels like uh, there's more focus in this one. You right. know, since you don't have that many monsters to work with this time around. Yeah, no sign of Manila at all. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume he died. Yeah, or I assumed that Godzilla learned because we don't see Manila. No, do we? Do we see Manila again? Nope. Okay, it's, so uh, the last one of his last movie. Okay, good. We never see. So yeah, Manila. Yeah, because I think we see uh, a certain a certain monster returns in the next movie, and I won't spoil that just yet. Um. But, that being said, I love how the fake out for the fight. Because I legit thought I had missed the meme, like I said earlier, uh, the meme of Godzilla flying with his atomic breath. I thought I missed it because I watched the entire film. I'm like, did I? I legit rewound the movie. I'm like, no, I didn't miss it. And then I looked like, oh, hold on, there's 15 minutes left. So after seemingly stopping um, Hedera with the with the weapon, uh, Godzilla proceeds to like you know roar and like walk away, and his tail accident accidentally kicks a boulder 
And that boulder breaks open like this hardened carcass that was supposed to be Hedera. And then out of the carcass comes a flying ver- the flying version of Hedera. I'm like, okay, I don't know how that works, but it's alive. Okay, it's, it's all that matters. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, God, it makes me want to believe that Hedera is like literally a like cosmic, like bigger than our brains can comprehend monster, and we're just the form we're seeing is only because our mind can't handle what actually it is. Like I, I feel like somebody could write a Lovecraft s story about Hedera. Like it's just it's there, man. I'm sure somebody has at this point. Um, Probably. And so, like Godzilla gives chase, and we get one more like throwdown. Uh, but it's it's over super quick, but. They, I, the fight saved the movie. In all honesty, as weird as movie is, and even though the, the the main characters aren't great, they nailed the Godzilla aspect. I think that's all I can ask for at this point. Oh yeah, the fights are definitely the best part of the movie, bar none. All right, okay. So, any do you have any other antidote notes that you want to go over? Let's see here. Uh, Oh yeah, there's that one scene uh, during the fight where uh, Godzilla pulls out uh, these two orbs out of Hedera. Oh my like, god, yeah. His, like, are I they supposed to be eyes. his balls? I no, I, those are. I think they're supposed to be his eyes. I'm pretty sure but, they're supposed to be his. No, you see his eyes later, so that can't be it. That's true. Hedera is a. That's what I'm saying. Hedera is weird, man. Maybe it's Pennywise who got. Who, maybe. maybe <laughs> that's my new conspiracy theory. Hedera is Pennywise before he went to. Like, he took a sidetrack out of Dairy Maine and he fought a giant Japanese monster. We all float up here, Godzilla. Ah, oh, man. So. Any other antidotes? Ant- antidotes? Um. Oh, yeah. Um, in the very first fight, uh. When Godzilla beats the shit out of Hedera, literally, uh, Hedera looks like that he's moping around, kind of like a dog that peed on the rug but doesn't know any better. Yeah. Like, I found that part particularly funny. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's something, here's some post stuff. Uh, Yoshi Mitsubana was so pleased with Godzilla versus Hedera, he started writing uh, another Godzilla movie and began prepping a script for Godzilla versus Hedera 2. So we almost got a sequel for this. Um, oh, man. Uh, however, Tomi Kitanakos, who's hospital... So he was... So this is why we got this. Tomi Kitanakos was hospitalized. Because I have to imagine, if he was, like, actively looking at things, we may not have gotten this movie. Um... Uh, like I said, he was hospitalized during the production of Godzilla. Was he was extremely dissatisfied with the final product, and went as far as to tell Bato that he ruined Godzilla. Uh, Goddamn! Tanaka prevented Bono from directing another Toho film afterwards, and demoted him from director to producer on several upcoming movies. Damn! Uh, according, to, according to Bono, through later interviews conducted. Uh, with him, Godzilla vs. Hedder 2 is actually still being worked on after he was removed from the project. Although who the director was was unknown, but Jun Fukuda seems like he, the uh, most likely candidate, considering he would step up to direct the next three Godzilla films. Uh, whether the film was going to keep its Africa setting as its stage, uh, the project was eventually scrapped, and three more post-projects would be introduced the following year, which was Godzilla vs. Gigan. Uh, in 2014, uh, in an interview with Bono, 
Uh, he stated that he had read a Godzilla film history book from the U.S. and that was surprised to read that the next film would take place in Africa. That Tanaka had said that he had been banned from the position. Uh, single remnant of Bono's intentions to produce a sequel exists in the finished film. Uh, at the end of the film, illustration of Header's tadpole can be seen, followed by a black screen with the red text saying, and another one. Yeah, this movie, I forgot about that. This movie ends on a, is it over? <laughs> like, I got reminded of the Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson's thriller movie video, where at the end he hugs her, like, yeah, it's okay. And then, he, like, he does, like, he's he's the evil, like, <laughs> I got those vibes from him. Oh, Yeah. Uh, like, Hetero's still out there. Hetero will return. <laughs> Except he won't. No, no, this is the last time you'll ever see this monster. Um, so, damn, Toyu Tanaka said, you ruined Godzilla. Hey, I had to break it to you, Tanaka. You kind of ruined Godzilla a little bit with the past two movies. Oh, sorry. Damn. May you rest Shots fired. Peace. May you rest in peace, my good sir, but I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe Tyler's right. Uh, that this movie, this I, I definitely could, de- I could definitely see movie like hardcore at the time Godzilla fans or even like casual people who are like, what is this shit? Why, why am I seeing? What's going on? You know, um, definitely going on. Uh, but I found the strangeness uh, really fun and over and overall entertaining. Yeah. It's right. definitely much more more worth a watch than All Monsters Attack, which is the main takeaway from the, all this. Yes. So, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Let's go ahead and give it a big rating. Tyler, what do you give Godzilla vs. Hedera? I'll give this a 3 out of 5. The film's heavy-handed message about pollution and its over-reliance on experimentation kind of hurts its credibility in some instances. The most interesting aspect is Hedera, since he's unlike any monster we've seen up until now. I can count way more memorable moments from this film compared to the last one, but it's it still doesn't make it a great movie. It's a subpar monster movie with an amazingly silly scene at the end that makes it worthwhile. Alright, and I will give Godzilla vs. Hedera 4 stars out of 5. I think it's very solid. I found the experimentation fresh and unique. Um, and while it didn't always work, I found it, like, I found the animated sequences were unique enough. It, it felt like fresh new blood. It felt different, especially considering we've been marathoning these, you know, one a week, our, for the most part, for the better part of 11 weeks now. Um, it just felt nice to feel, to watch something a little bit different, even though it ends the same with Godzilla defeating the evil monster. The journey to get there was different. I found that the most satisfying. So, that does it for that, for possible, for Godzilla's most unique foe. Next week, it gets a little bit more, we go back to the traditional side, but we introduce to one of Godzilla's iconic foes. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's Godzilla versus Gigan. Ty, where can the people find you? Oh yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at heyits.ty. Uh, I also stream stuff at ty- twitch.tv backslash tyyourshoes1. And you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. And now, starting soon, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. You technically follow me there already, where I'm returning to the world of streaming uh, after almost a year of not doing it. Uh, and also YouTube content, so look out for Twitter.com slash MarvelousSiggy for all related updates to that. And of course, please tune into the Charge Strike Video Games Podcast, where me, 
uh, Justin and Thomas talk about the week uh, we've been playing video games and the news that we decided to talk about. And and as always, guys, until next time, go, go, Godzilla. Wear your anti-hetero mask, kids. <laughs>